Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a July 27th edition of the MSP Initiative, MSP Talk. Uh, wow, we're almost into August, like in four days. Just absolutely crazy. Um, we're going to do some housekeeping like we do at the beginning of all of these sessions, and then we're going to get into the good stuff. So buckle up and hang on. MSPinitiative.com. Here you'll find everything that we do at this particular organization. Uh, this session is being recorded, and it will be posted here under sessions in podcast and video format. Feel free to go back and listen to me and Cynthia banter. We have an event <laughs> coming up in Denver, uh, August 14th to 15th, so it's only a couple of weeks away in Denver. It's called MSP Community Minds. We're very excited for this one. We have many MSPs and experts from around the industry either talking to us in panel or workshop format. Our goal for this event is after we parked the tour bus after three years of Channel Strong, we wanted to create something to give back to you, the community. And this is the best learning event format that we could come up with. And so, by the way, it's absolutely 100% free for you to register and attend. Yep, you still have to make it to Denver, but we're not charging you $3.99 for the early bird special. So totally <laughs> up to you. We hope that you join us. We feel it's going to be fantastic. That being said, we have our three remaining block parties for the year. If you didn't catch us early, we were uh, <clears throat> gallivanting around Europe. I had to think about that word for a second. Uh, but uh, now we have Florida, Florida, and more Florida. So if you <laughs> guess these aren't for you, uh, but we are working with the Taylor Business Group uh, alongside the Big Big Conference. Definitely go check it out. Taylor Business Group Big Gate Big 2023. Uh, it's a very MSP-centric show. Taylor Business Group are peer and accountability groups. But that doesn't mean that if you're an MSP in the Florida area and want to jump on a five-story mega yacht down the intercoastal in Fort Lauderdale, you are more than welcome to join us. Once again, absolutely free. Uh, this will be on August 23rd. Uh, check it out if you are in the area or going to this event. Then we have DadoCon Miami. So we're headed down to Florida, join us. And if you're not doing that one or and or you're going into Orlando, <laughs> you know, in, or, uh, where we brought the All-American Rejects last year, and we are about to announce our entertainment for the evening. And I promise it is a radio recognizable band that you will uh, definitely know their tunes. So stay tuned for that. That being said, we have some community offers. Hey, Cynthia, if you want to put some community offers, shoot it over. Uh, so these are hookups. Oh, let's do that. I'm going to slack the right person right and now. And then uh, we have our industry calendar, which is really just our homework for the year. If we're missing anything, feel free to submit it. But effectively, we just want you to have a place where you can see what's going on in the industry. It's not even MSP initiative specific. That being said, that is all of the housekeeping. So if you're curious on what we do, it's all in one place. Once you learn how to spell the word initiative, you're gold, mspinitiative.com. For the event Literally. in Denver, mspcommunityminds.com. There are all the cool, easy to type URLs. There it is. So Cynthia, welcome Hi. back to the show. It has been a little while, but you know, we love to talk to you. Um, do you, George, mostly, or do I drive you crazy? <laughs> we love you. <we> love- <laughs> you crazy Cynthia um so uh for people who don't know who you are do a quick intro and then yeah. we'll get into good stuff 
Awesome. So I am Cynthia Schreiner. I'm director of community and events here at CyberQP. Uh, so basically, I take care of all the fun stuff. If you uh, follow me on LinkedIn, it says director of fun because that is what I do. So uh, basically, just uh, life a little bit out on the road, taking care of all of our conferences here at CyberQP. Uh, CyberQP. Apparently, pew pew pew. CyberQP. <laughs> um, awesome. Yes, awesome, that is awesome, what awesome. I do. And then I've known, I've known Cynthia for a long time. She has uh, been around the MSP sandbox doing her thing and um, cool story, but also not fresh off the boat. So uh, she knows what's happening, which is great because then she likes to like, you know, do what Cynthia does, the fun stuff. Yeah. So let's rewind. We had Jimmy on not too long ago. This was before your event in Dallas. Let's hear all about it. How'd it go? Oh my gosh. It went really, really, really well. So it was all focused on CIS controls and how to implement them into your business and not just a, hey, we're going to have people on stage talking about big, scary things. And there's, you know, this huge list of controls that you should be implementing. We actually like dug in really deep on a couple of them. Um, put people in small groups where they got to workshop and really figure out what changes they had to make to um, implement those controls. So just really, really, really valuable time. We're looking forward to building on that. So definitely more That's to awesome. come with the Fantastic Forum Academies. So I hear that there's going to be this event next year. Do you have the dates? I do not have any details yet, um, okay. but look for a Q1 date is what it looks like. Okay. So Sounds like there's a announcement coming somewhere in the works. Keep your, yes. if you haven't looked at anything Q1, which to be honest, I don't think anyone's looked at Q1 if they're not in the event planning business. I was about to say, <laughs> I certainly have. I keep asking right. myself, what year is it? <laughs> yes, it is 2023. Next year is 2024. Everybody forgets that because that two year, you know, everybody was at home thing. But yeah, I, I digress. Um so this, this is an interesting part of the year where like once I usually thought it was September, September, October, November was like machine gun trade show season, like every, August. Day, every week. Yeah. August now. Right. Like all of a yeah. sudden it like creeped up a month. Um, so cyber QP will be at 10 industry shows in August. In August? Yes. Yeah. That's a lot of industry shows. It's a lot. It's a whole yeah. lot. Um, there's a lot of peer groups meeting. This seems to be the month in Q3 where peer groups are, are gathering, right? So we've got one, two. Yeah, I've got at least four different like peer groups slash franchise. Like this is when they're meeting. Um, on top of, you know, Exchange, which is a pretty big show. We've got Channel Con CompTIA um, next week. So yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I can only, you know, who handles your airline bill? I mean, <laughs> me, <laughs> I guess, technically. <laughs> Does everybody at CyberQB have airline status by this point? I, feel like I know, do. right? <laughs> yeah, you know Alec on my side. He's Mr. Delta, you know? He I is Mr. Like, Delta. You know, he doesn't fly first class, he gets salty. And I'm like, hold on a second, pal. Number one, we're not paying for first class flights here. So if you get upgraded, good for you. But like, that shouldn't be the expectation. I sit in the bathroom row. I have no problem with that. Right. I'm like back with the goats. Um. <laughs> it's, it's actually probably, you know, I remember, I remember the night before I was getting on a plane, I watched the movie Flight with Denzel Washington. You know, the one where like the plane goes upside down and they land it. Yeah. 
doesn't feel like a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. So Do you have like one of those like savior complexes where you're like, if that happens, I'm going to be the one I'm going to help out the guy. If that happens, I hope I don't fall out of my chair and break my head, but okay. That being said, <laughs> I'm watching a new series now on Apple TV with uh, Idris, Idris Elba called oh, Hi- that- Yes, I told my husband we should watch that. And he was like, babe, you're on a plane like two or three times a month. I don't think I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So like I thought about this, but I was like, it's so good. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you do or you don't, but you should check it out. I think I thought it was uh, there's one more actually episode left. Um, I got to think it's like a mini. How, how often do you keep hijacking planes? Right. You can't make it. Yeah, a series, but... Probably a one and done series. Yeah, but it's, it's pretty, do it's pretty a lot exciting. more with that mini series format, which is sort of interesting too, right? I think ideas that would have been a movie five, 10 years ago, now they're like, or we could do it in this mini series format and actually like develop the characters a lot more and tell a more compelling story instead of like a boom, 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 snakes on a plane, boom, 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 right? Like, <laughs> I, w- I also watch snakes on a plane. I and- will not watch snakes on a plane, not happening. If there is a snake <laughs> on a plane, I am not the hero. I'm, I'm dead, I'm gone. Like I just, I'm I can't. Gonna- I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like they edited, get these effing snakes off the plate. You know, yeah, that whole that whole sentence. I feel like it was like not contiguous as part of the movie. I feel like they sliced it in. Samuel Jackson was like, yeah. I'm going to say this. <laughs> like they just brought him in to say that one line, I felt like. Okay, now speaking of Samuel um, Jackson, did you watch Secret Invasion? And did you like watch the finale last night? I did. I did. Yeah. I saw it. And uh, Mick Fury's back. That's for sure. He is definitely going to be middle of it. And like the Marvels clearly comes right behind this. They set it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of interesting that I, they would like, why would you, I don't want to break the, you know, hope, spoiler alert. If, spoiler if alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. Did I say it enough times? Don't be, like don't be mad light. at us now because now we've told you, if you do not watch Secret Invasion, please, please stop. mute the next two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like you basically took all the superhero powers and put them into one person like right. doesn't like how does that work moving forward like how is this person beatable right well but like didn't he die oh her though You're yeah. Talking about her. yeah her well at least her heart's in the right place but i don't know that like that lady in red yeah the uk lady like yeah i know my I'm daughter not- was like i don't like her she took off that guy's finger. I don't trust her. And I'm like, I don't know. She's growing on me. <laughs> yeah. So like, I liked it. I felt like it was definitely supposed to open doors for like what comes next. Yeah. I'm a Nick Fury fan. I, I really like his storyline. I always did. I felt like he kind of disappeared in the last three or four years, right? Like he wasn't in anything. Uh, so now that he's kind of back into the fold, like I feel like, okay, I feel like it's a little bit late, but oh, let's let's see where it goes. Yeah. Um. And his love story, I thought was very compelling and interesting. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So like, you know, Marvel does what Marvel does, right? They try and yep. they're using all the Disney plus series, you know, to set up the movies. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this next one comes out. Right. Cause it kind of been slowing down on movies coming out of Marvel. Mm-hmm. But since we're on the movie track, I can't help but go there. Let's do it. I'm never going to go see Barbie. I'm sorry. You're not. Okay. I will have to say it was amazing. Um, my best friend actually just uh, took the bar over the last two days and finally is like coming up for air. And so we're going to see it again tonight because she's just dying to see it. 
Um, yeah. And I was excited to see it again. Uh, I thought it was. So you saw it, you saw it enough for the both of us. I, I thought it was very well done. I thought it was surprising. It opened up some really great conversations between my daughter and I. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was really, really, I don't want to say eye-opening, but it was just a lot of things that I feel on a day-to-day basis, especially as a mom. There was a lot there. Uh, a friend that I saw it with was like, they made it for us. It was for the moms. Like it was, it just, it was really well done. Really, really well, well done. I will go, however, see the other movie, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. We are scheduled to see that August 5th when I get back from Vegas. I already bought so the I'm, I am a Christopher Nolan fan. Love him. Um, so I, I don't think he's put out a bad film, at least one that I've seen. No. They do get long, right? Three hours plus does definitely rack up. Holy I definitely God. love the, the uh, Chris, uh, Christian Bale Batman series. I thought that was the best three Batmans that they've ever put together. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Batman. But he was the best Batman, for sure. He was. The, well, Michael Keaton was the best Batman. Mm-hmm. Did you, you didn't watch The Flash. No, I didn't watch yeah, that. Yeah, where they brought him back? Oh, no, I yeah. didn't watch that one. Yeah, yeah, they brought him back as Batman like 20 30 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember seeing the like trailer for it or whatever, but like Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. So, so okay, now we know where you stand on the movie spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Batman. I do think you should go see Barbie. I'd like to have a long conversation about it. Uh, can I wait until it comes out of the theater? Is that okay with you? You can. Yes, okay. that's fine. Although I'd love to see you dressed up in pink and ready to see it, but we can move on. I don't think that's my color. Got daughters, George. You've got daughters. I, I have a daughter too, but like, still not the pink. Uh, <laughs> and Matt, you know, I already get stopped enough in security. If I went through security in pink, Cynthia, could you imagine? Maybe it would help. Maybe they would think that, like, you know, more sunshiny disposition. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> let's move on to the let's move on past this one. Uh, so tell us what. You know, like you've now, this is the second round of, you know, fast growing startup for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, has what has this been different than your days at Lion Guard, right? Like, or is it, hey, I, you know, I crushed it on the other side. I just took my blueprint and I, I brought it to the, to the next champion. No. So different in that at Lion Guard, I was there earlier, right? So, you know, uh, cyber QP already had, um, you know, a good, good base of customers. Whereas like when I started at Lion Guard, we had like 10. Um, so that's a little bit different. So where I had a little bit more time for ramp up there, um, I did it here. It was very much like, great. Come in Q4 2023 or no, 2022. I, think I remember that. I think you were, I think I remember your first show as QP. Was, yep. Was big, big. Yeah. And it was like the, my first week. So it was very like hit the ground running, whereas uh, I had a little bit more ramp up at Lion Guard. Um, same blueprint. I mean, they did hand me a jungle cat. So I knew what to do with that. Right. So that was I was like, oh, good. I'm glad that like this stuffed cheetah stands instead of lays. Right. Like just silly little things. But I mean, yeah, there are things that work. Um but no, you also, you got to do it different. It's a different product, right? So you got to think about it differently and see what's going to, I don't like to just throw swag out there, just to throw it out there, right? Like I, I want to be able to like make a connection with 
you know, the little tagline on it. And are, all are you that. sure? Because I remember that that first event. I, I think your comment was, why are the greens not all the same color? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, you know, before I got there and could be obsessive and it's fine. The greens were not all the same color because you're working on the fly. And sometimes you have to stop in the middle of Milwaukee and get a, a tablecloth made. And they don't have the right green and, and you know, it's totally fine. It's completely fine. So yeah. So yes, a little bit the same and yes, a little bit different. You build systems and then find out that it doesn't work. Um, you need to tweak it because the organization is just a bit different, right? You know, RevOps has a bigger hand in something or it's just, just gotta make some changes. And then we've done a lot of evolving too, just in how we book demos and how we track things and tying it back to Salesforce and trying out some other things um, that you'll see us trying out at the booth pretty soon. So yeah. Cool. Well, you know, it's always interesting to get a little bit of a eye view of how this works, right? Like it is still a relatively small sandbox. I mean, yeah. like, you know, like it's not enterprise space where you could literally move jobs your entire career and not run into the same people again. Um, it's way different in, uh, in MSP land. So you know, it's just always curious to see, you know, not every company starts the same way, has the same funding, you know, you know, their product doesn't, you know, maybe attract people in the same way, right? Like there's always something different. Different price point, different yeah. integrations. Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's just taking things from a way different angle sometimes. Yes. So I'm glad to hear that uh, the green is probably now all synchronized. I'm sure, is, I'm sure you got it there is synchronized yes and then i was like oh no it's too synchronized we need to throw in a different type of tablecloth like you know my brain is always working it over time but that's okay so you know i'm curious to see like last we talked was probably in 2022 on this you know podcast and we made some predictions right like we're like hey you know like we're worried about 2023 we're worried about the back end of 2023 we're worried about people maybe getting evented out we're worried about maybe people being worried about money spend and maybe conserving on the back end of the year we talked about you know the markets and like how does that affect the decision making inside the sandbox you know now we're eight months plus later what do you what do you think does the picture look the same or did we guess right did we guess I think wrong? it's not I think it's not as grim as we thought it might be okay what do you think I tend to take a more optimistic view than you, so. <laughs> no, I mean, the doomsday fallout that we thought was coming hasn't happened yet. I mean, so if it is going to happen, uh, you know. Maybe, I would feel more you know, surprised. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that it's, you know, been a little bit more tempered than we originally heard from a lot of people, right? Um, or, at, you know, at least maybe our timing's off, but right so far, it, it looks manageable. I, I don't think the event fatigue part is wrong. I think there's a lot of events now. Um, and like, I think that events. rinse and repeat isn't necessarily working on that either. Right. Like for mm-hmm. a company that sends their people to a lot of events, like just being in a place now, isn't good enough. No, you can't just show up. You have to be very thoughtful about how you show up and you've got to make sure that you have really meaningful, um, connections while you're there. Yeah. So I think that that's gonna, I think moving forward, we'll, we'll start to see like the natural kind of, you know, the, the strong will survive and the creative will survive. And some of the rinse and repeat stuff might just go away. 
just mm-hmm. because it, you know it, it won't be as well uh, attended. Uh, that being said, I think people are buying still. Yeah, I do. I see a lot of I credit cards too. out. I see a lot of people going down the aisle swiping still. Um, I thought that would have slowed down actually at this part in the timeline. Yeah, I think anything. Uh, I think anything around security, right? Because I. You know, we see it coming with compliance. We see it coming with government regulations. Like we know we, the writing's kind of on the wall, right? So how do you get your ducks in a row now? And I think too, when it comes to security, one of the things that I love about CyberQP is that it, that we're not just that we're MSP focused, just that we believe MSPs are the hero in the story and that it's not us. A lot of times you see with, you know, security companies and it's, all about how great they are. And like, no, it's it's about what their what MSPs are actually doing out in the real world and how they are keeping their people safe. And, and we just get to be part of that story. And I just find that so compelling and so amazing that we get to be part of something so important. That's you know, it's a good point. I mean, do you think that there's a scenario where there are too many tools for the MSP? I mean, like, I think tool fatigue is huge, right? At every, what, seventh MSP I talk to is like, we're reevaluating our stack. We're trying to make sure. And here's the other part that's it's tough, right? You buy a tool for a certain reason because you're trying to solve a problem. And then you buy another tool for a certain reason because you're trying to solve a problem. And then you have all of these tools and you don't realize that tool A can now do what tool E was supposed to do for you because it's hard to even keep up with all the growth within the tools that you're using, right? So you can only attend so many webinars and read so many newsletters, right? So then that becomes on us too, right? How do we continue to educate um, everyone that is using our product or considering using our product, like what we've come out with, right? And like what problems we're now solving or what tweaks that we're making to, you know, ensure that they're going to stay compliant in the next wave of, you know, whatever insurance wants. So yeah, I think that's another, it's tough. All of a sudden you have all of these tools that were meant to solve all of these problems when like maybe now four tools would actually solve the problem. And now you also have new problems. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a moving target and you know, you can't use the same thing forever. At some point there's going to be a change. I think part of that reasoning that you just put out there was, is why people are for many other, you know, there's not just, this is the only reason, but one of the reasons why I think MSPs are a little bit concerned with signing the three, four, five, six year contract, whatever it ends up being, is that they're, you know, they're constantly looking for the best next, you know, kind of solver of things. And like that could change, right? Like I feel if they're locked into something for, you know, a prolonged period of time that limits their spending power to be able to shift around, right? No, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and the needs of your business change, right? It may, you may end up with a hundred employees in five years, or you might find out that you've automated enough that you only need five. But if you're locked into something for too long, then it's it's hard to be agile. So yeah, I definitely. Yeah. I think that's kind of part of the, at least one part of the special sauce of MS, MSP community is like the ability to pivot. Right. Like yes. that, that, you know, visibility to say, uh oh, I see the next wave of whatever change is coming and being able to be ahead of that curve rather than waiting for the wave to hit you. Yep. And then there's the wave of IT and the channel and all of that. But then you've got the waves of your little 
bubble where you're doing all of this in, right? When you're in the middle of Spokane, Washington, like what does Spokane, Washington need? And all of a sudden, you know, 12 new car dealerships opened up and you're like, maybe I could get into this vertical, but that vertical might require that you need something completely different in your stack than you needed before and might mean that you don't need something else. Like, yeah, again, that ability to be agile in a couple of different ways. Yeah, hundred. it's really good point. And then that's why we hear, I, hopefully not as much these days, but you still hear the people who are like, yeah, I can't, my market, my area won't yes. let me charge that price point. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would hope with all the security focused stuff that that price point has definitely gone up even a little bit, right? Like can't give it away, but you know, I've heard people in the, Hey, I'm trying you now not to quote the people out there. They're like, Oh, you can charge whatever you want per user. Thousand, 1500, No, no. Stop listening to that. Okay. But like, I would say the average price point, if you're charging on a per user, I've, cra- I've seen a crack 200 now, I, you know, yeah. like high hundreds, low two hundreds and like start to creep up as the standard. Yeah. I actually had um, an MSP I was talking with in the last six months was just like, so how's business been? Like what's been going on? And he, you know, was spouting off some really impressive revenue numbers. And I'm like, well, what did you do? Like, how did you bring a new business? And it was all existing business, but it was increasing that, that per seat price. And it was based on the cybersecurity needs and saying that like, you know, educating them on why they needed it. And, you know, drawing a lot line in the sand of, of what they were going to be willing to offer or not offer. Um, so, so doesn't always just, work. <laughs> but that's what I was going to say, like price creep definitely, you know, can, can bite you if not managed properly. Right. Like right. age old, Hey, I just put an escalator in the contract every year it goes up by X percent. And then they, a lot of people just like to work within that, you know, that window. Right. And then I think security was one of those times where, if you hadn't gone back and really touched your contracts in three, four, five years, this is one of those points where it's like, I'm not, I have to go in and there's going to be a noticeable increase. Yeah. If you haven't been having those small increases along the way. Yeah. And it's just educating consumers of, of your IT stack of why this is all important and why they can't manage you if you, you know, don't have these things. Cause it's a huge liability for MSPs if they don't have all of those safeguards in place. Yeah, I mean, MSP risk definitely seems to be a very open and wide <laughs> category of conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like unfairly sometimes even so, right? Like, you know, I think the I think the burden of all of this conversation definitely should be split. I don't know mm-hmm. what the percentage split should be, but like then customer has to hold some of that as well. And right. I feel like, the perception of the end customer always is, well, if it broke, it's your problem. You told me you had this under control. And it's like, yeah, your end customer, your, your person between the keyboard and the chair went and clicked on something they shouldn't have clicked on. Well, you said I had all this protection. And it's like, yeah, like I could have all the protection in the world. Like training still needs to happen, right? Right. If you commit and, to actually doing that. And the people putting the phishing out there are getting smarter and smarter. Like, I've been close before. And then I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. I'm very busy right now and I'm distracted. And I need to look at this a little bit closer because that actually doesn't look right. Or like I got a Windows notification the other day in my email that was like, 
that looks blurry. And I'm like looking at it on my phone. So it'd be very easy. And I was at an event. So it'd be very easy for my brain to go, oh, it's just because I'm looking at it on my phone, which is what they're expecting completely. But I actually paused and it was like, no, this doesn't look right. And told my IT, com- my IT guys and, you know, I got patted on the back. I've been around a few people recently that were like, oh my God, I did, I did it. I put my credit card in a fake, like they, like the light bulb went off after they did it. And they're like, mm-hmm. I need to go, I need to go cancel my card. And I was like, at least it, like the light bulb finally did go off and you didn't wait for the bad thing to happen. Right. And you didn't wait until like they used that breach to like get even further in and get their claws in. But yeah, it's, we're busy and we're staring at tech all the time and it's really easy for human error to happen. So yeah, it's interesting. Like where does that burden lie, right? If you've provided the training, if you, you know, have had them sign things, all of that, like there does have to be some burden back on, on the end users. Has to be. I think, I think that's hmm, risk mitigation. I think that's the right way to say it. Right? Yeah, like, I think MSP right. has to constantly be able to take themselves out of the middle of the bullseye or else it will land in their lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how do they do that? That's they get, tough. They, they get taken to court. That's what's going to happen, right? Somebody's going to sue somebody and the MSP is going to be in the middle of it. Or that or even if you find a way to keep yourself out of court, you're going to end up losing that business anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's the reality, right? And, and so like, what is the nobody- precedent? going to be back to your Spokane, Washington example. It's like, nobody wants to be in the newspaper or the headline or the, you know, the, the middle of the, the, the chirping of, Oh, they got, they got hit. And then it's your company name. Right. Yeah. It's so scary, which is, you know, so, so yeah, that was, uh, it's actually one of the things that popped up. uh, One of the panels we're doing at community minds in Denver is the human side of cybersecurity Mm -hmm. because like it is scary. Not just for, like, think about the person who fields the call from the end customer at your technology firm where they're like, all I see are the skull and crossbones and like, they're asking for Bitcoin. Like, that's a scary phone call. Yes. And then what is your, what is your escalation process in that moment, right? Like how- Call everybody? How, how are you? Fire? <laughs> right. <laughs> You're poor, like- level one help desk, like what are they supposed to do, right? So making sure too that MSPs are running that real life scenario. If if this happens, here here's the next line of things that must happen. Yeah, so, you know, press the alarm button. There's like a red button on everybody's desk. Oh yes, my God, like, I love it. Because yeah, I mean, it's not that far off from the truth though. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, you got a small window before everybody's computer has the skull and the crossbones. Very, very small window. So yeah, how do you make sure that that's escalated appropriately and quickly so that like least um, least damage, the damage control? Yeah, well, there's not just that. There's the owner to owner conversation, right? Or executive to executive conversation. It's like, hey, this is going to be a problem. You yeah. get, you're going to have some pain here. And then the poor person that like made the mistake that caused every, you know, the dominoes to fall, like, I feel really bad for that person. Is someone checking in on their mental health and making sure they're okay? Like, it's a lot. It's very stressful. Wow. Everybody points a finger at everybody else in that situation. I remember uh, uh, back in my MSP, you know, focus days, um, we were supporting a municipality. 
uh, one, you know, they had the, the, you know, tablets and all the cop cars, you know, the ones that they write George, all the tickets from. And um, really, you know, I haven't found that they write tickets from those tablets, George. It's interesting. Oh, they do now. Do oh, they? they do now. They never write them to me. You know, you know, you know what they do now? They print them. Oh, right. Okay. This well, is the thing you know. now, right? Because the handwriting was so bad. They wanted to like erase <laughs> that from the agenda. So now they have like a little printer. In the, and by, by the way, the printer breaks all the time, just to let you know. But they, oh. have a little, they have a little printer like underneath of the armrest. And then they print out like an eight and a half and 11 page. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah this hasn't been my experience. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, it's a thing. So then they come back to you. They're like, here's your, here's your piece of paper. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. No, yeah, no usually they just talk to me and then let me go. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's because you you look a lot nicer than I do. Choking. I haven't just been today. knock on wood, I've not been pulled over in Florida, so I don't even know what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know what happens when I get pulled over. Uh so so anyway, um, no more triple carbon paper, right? But anyway, so like one of those tablets got ransomware on. But like Ooh. it was just contained to the computer in the car, right? Like Pull out the hard drive, put another one in, re reinstall Windows and have a nice day, right? But like, the question was, well, how did that happen? And I was like, well, I know how it happened. This guy was in this car at this time and he clicked on something and this is how it, and like, that's it. They're like, that's not happened. That didn't happen. And I'm like, oh, it happened. And they're like, no. And it's like, everybody's trying to protect their own. And it's like, guys, this is a really simple conversation. Like, I don't, I'm not in your politics or your internal building, you know, minutia, right? right. Like. Like our job is to keep your stuff working. So-and-so clicked on something they shouldn't have and we repaired it. And they're like, that didn't happen. We disagree. And I'm like, well, I guess, cause they're not supposed to be on I was any like, of I was like, these are the people that are supposed to be writing tickets and arresting people. Oh, fantastic. And like, you know, not trying to knock law enforcement out there, but it's like, guys, like you're human beings. You click on the wrong thing. It happens. Yeah. You know, like I'm not trying to point fingers at anyone. I just want to fix stuff and move on. But like, can being able to de like and and my my point at the time was that system was decentralized right like yeah. so the only thing that could get affected was one guy's car right rather than the entire right. police system thankfully and um you know but there's probably good, personal information on that one tablet because you've had to who enter knows what i mean yeah who knows what driver's license numbers and you would now what well, you would think that that's all part of the more centralized system, right? Like you got to like log in and type that in, but like, you know, like you really shouldn't be saving any information to the actual computer in the car, right? Just like in a more formal work envir environment, you know, before hybrid working came out, like when you save stuff, it's saved to the server, right? Then it's saved to like the computer itself kind of thing similar concept but like what else were you not supposed to be doing on that machine that you were right <laughs> you know what I mean? like and it was probably like downloading movies while you were on an overnight you know lookout or something like something completely innocent but yeah or yeah you know, can't tell you how many times somebody was sitting at a wawa you know what i mean it's like yeah dude <laughs> crime happens outside the wawa last time i checked but it's all good my, my uh i love wawa though i, I know you have gone there I, yes I, I, we do and we actually we've come to to really appreciate a wawa we uh have done a lot of like post baseball tournament you know late lunch early dinners um through the wawa app the kids like the quesadillas so yeah we've come to I, level I think, I think alec was saved by a gobbler bowl or two after it nation <laughs> 
It's still not Bucky's though, which I did have the pleasure of taking some people to Bucky's. Okay. Week. How was it? It was really great. Um, but being that every time I've ever stopped at a Bucky's, it is because we are on a long card ride and we're stopping and grabbing food and eating it. You never really computed the fact that there's like, you, there's no place to sit in Bucky's to eat. So we, we went in there, everybody, we all got our sandwiches and our big gulp drinks and, you know, uh, cobblers and banana puddings and all of that. And I checked out and then I was like, all right, cool. So we're going to go stand over here on this, uh, by this pile of deer corn. Um, and we're just going to set up shop. And like, we stood out front of Bucky's in the hundred degree heat. Um, luckily in the shade, uh, with like our barbecue, you know, sitting on top of a stack of deer corn next to the deer feeders, which I then explained to some people that didn't quite understand what the deer feeders were for. So it was a whole cultural experience. I was like, shouldn't it be alligator feeders? Oh, no, no, no. This was in Texas. I was in Dallas. Ah. Yeah. There it is. Yes. Um, Texas has deer. Yes, they do. And I'm sure, are you familiar with the deer feeder concept and, and all of that? I'll be honest. I'm not. I never, okay. never, I'll never enlighten was you. that intrigued, but go ahead. Don't. Okay. You're like, I'm not that intrigued. Okay. So deer feeders, basically, they just have a timed, uh, a, a time that they're going to drop food, right. For okay. deer to come eat. And so you put that on your deer lease, or, you know, if your land has, um, if you've got some special, you know, government approvals to hunt on your land. Um, and then that way they keep coming back to the same place. So then when it is time for hunting, you know where the deer are going to be. Simple, easy. Yeah. I like it. And, and too, most people have cameras on them and everything. So now they can actually say like, you know what, this one needs to stay. It's not big enough or it's a, you know, it just had a baby. Like they actually can kind of make some educated choices on what they're going to. So, so they, so, so you're saying they have a ring doorbell on top of the deer feed. Yes. hundred okay. percent motion sensor, hundred percent. It's usually like up in the tree looking down. Okay. Technology is so a wonderful thing. It is. It's not, it's, you know, it's everywhere, even in deer hunting. So, uh, yeah. So we stood by the big uh, pile of deer corn uh, pallets and we had barbecue and it was fantastic. And then we went inside and like shopped and bought ridiculous things that had Bucky's beavers on them. It was of great. Course. And we I was had, like, this is we, probably we more had, memorable than all the expensive steak restaurants that I've taken most of these people to. Fair. <laughs> We definitely hit many a Bucky on our Channel Strong Tour uh, excursions uh, as we were driving through America, one one city at a time every day. Um, it, it's I I thought I read somewhere that is the there's like the biggest Bucky that's ever gonna ever be built is in is coming to Florida or something. It is. It's coming to the Orlando area apparently, um, which will be impressive. Like they're saying that that's going to be the biggest one because like that one outside of Macon in Georgia is humongous. There like how, many Disney in or how many Disney and or or Universal drivers can you fill up at one time? Yeah, a lot with clean bathroom. I, with a clean bathroom. Well, I would think they would like, I think I read there was like 170 car bays for, for fueling. That's what I heard. Because the biggest one right now, I think has 100. So, so 170 car bays, that's one bathroom I don't think works. Um. It would be interesting. I bet they're going to have to have a Bucky's big enough to have like two like bathroom bay areas. But you know, that was like their whole thing. Like that was what put them on the map was clean bathrooms. Do you not know the story? Uh, I didn't. I don't. I did. Okay. So it was like off of like I-10 outside of Austin, San Antonio area, somewhere out there. 
And uh, they had this big Bucky's. It was actually right across the highway from a big Love's. Um, but it is not a truck stop. So there's, there's no big trucks that you have to contend with or anything. And all of the, uh, signs along the road were about, you know, the clean bathrooms, the clean bathrooms. And you get there and like, they are, they are very, very, very clean. They were always clean. There was always someone in there cleaning them and they have like (laughs) extra wipes in there and all these extra things. And apparently one MSP, I was like, you know, was like, y'all have to go look at the bathrooms. Like, this is what put Bucky's on the map. And he came back out and he was like, there's like 50 urinals. It's insane. And like, they have all these like privacy things. And like, I was like, sounds great. And not exactly how the woman's restroom is set up, but awesome. Yeah. But, but that is what put them on the map. And like, what this like one of their big standards. And then have you ever seen outside, they actually say how much they pay people. So um, I took a picture of it. I'll have to find it at some point, but um, they're like general managers or their stores make like a hundred and ninety to two hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Wow. Um, our manager makes like a hundred and thirty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Um, they pay double for overnight. Every employee starts with three weeks of vacation. They have like nine percent matching on their four hundred one k. Like they actually have really really good benefits. So when wow. a Bucky's comes into an area, it's actually a big like boom for the economy because it's so many jobs. It's so many good paying jobs. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. I have a lot of random Bucky's knowledge. I didn't realize I had so much. Uh, hey, yeah, everybody has to have something, <laughs> right? Like it's Jeopardy knowledge right here. Um, yeah, I mean, so we'll have to wait for that Orlando one because I'm sure we'll all go and visit once it's online. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, I don't know, more than half the events that we're all going to are in Florida for some reason. Hey, it's good for me. Yeah, of course it's good for you. But You're like, we're going to be in Florida and then yeah. Florida. So between Florida. Texas and Florida it was like a hundred degrees. It was cooler here in Tampa than it is in, in Texas. I'll tell you that. It was definitely humid though. I was in Tampa not too long ago. And I was like, dude, like I walked down the street and I was already like, I, I need like a towel. What's going on here? But it keeps, it keeps your skin so youthful. You're not all like dried and shriveled, like shriveled up. Cynthia, you're wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah, because my AC is on so high. <laughs> so like, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I currently live in an older house that is not insulated as well as it should be. So what you have to do in an old house with bad insulation in the summer in Florida, and this would be true in other places too, is get it as cold as possible overnight. So like have it set at like 66, 68, and then just keep it there. Because in the afternoon, if you try to like crank it back down, it like will never, and even with this theory, it still can't keep up in the afternoon. Like my, my house just like lets off too much or brings in whatever, too much heat. So yes, Hmm. I'm in a sweatshirt because right now it's cold, but you know, in an hour or two, like the house will be kind of warm. Florida problems? And old house problems. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we have a bunch of stuff coming up. Yes. You got 10 events between now and I don't know, the end of August, you said. Yes. Uh, I know. We, I, I think we're both going to be at Taylor Business Group Big Big. I'm so excited. We have, um, so we have your boat ride that evening, which is lovely, right, right there, like through the canals. You see all the big, pretty houses and the sunsets. And then big early. Houses, to be honest. <laughs> what? Some of the houses are ridiculous, actually. Oh, yeah. Super yeah. ridiculous. Um. And then earlier that day, we actually have um, a pre-day event out on an airboat in the Everglades. 
So if you are going to be at Big Big, uh, make sure you get registered for that. So we'll go out through um, the Everglades on the airboat, and you get to like see alligators. And I was just about to say Everglades, alligators. Isn't that isn't that where people disappear bodies and stuff? I don't know. Let's go. We will not be disappearing any bodies, George. Um, <laughs> you just want to see a foot floating by. Oh my God, don't say that. No, no, no. The alligators would eat it. You don't have to worry about that. Okay. Um, right. So we'll, uh, we'll get to go through that. And then they also have like, they have some reptile, like a little reptile house on site. We're going to have lunch and, and beers and all that. So it should be good. Cool. So got a lot tied up in Taylor Business Group. I think you guys will be at Exchange in Nashville. We sure will. Yep. Everybody so got- will. I mean, you have plenty of cowboy gear now from your de- Texas event. Uh, I gave a lot of my cowboy gear away, so we'll have to see what we're going to have there. But we did just, um, we did just create a new hot sauce. Um, yes, because automated password rotation, that's hot. Uh, so we've got some green jalapeno hot sauce. (laughs) That's fun. So you can't just have hot sauce. You got to tie it back to the product somehow. I understand. I got it. It's (laughs) clearly, clearly connected. I, I see it now. Uh, um, so and, yeah and then we'll we'll definitely see you at datocon in miami you'll see me at datocon in miami um we'll also be part of the party there um next week we've got channel con um that's we'll right in vegas i will vegas. not be there myself but you, you can get a little crispy on the strip with my my buddy alec mm-hmm. um i'm going to be on a panel there actually about creating super fans so i'm excited about that um and oh super fans super fans i don't know if i have super fans but i'm going to talk about Uh, it i guess no listen i mean i mean you got all the tips from the barbie movie you're good to go (laughs) uh that's good got it and then of course there's there's uh it nation there to uh round out the year probably yep that's the big one that we end on right so we'll definitely be there gotta Got a big booth because I like a big booth and I cannot lie. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, probably be involved with the IT Nation Gives project there again. Uh, that's always a great way to just start off that week and just, you know, a good reminder that, you know, we can still put good in the world. And it's just it's nice to just rub shoulders with people while you're you're doing something like that. It's a great way to kind of just start your intentions for the week and just remember the good it's in long, people. It's a long week. Yeah, and we'll start with the uh, Evolve groups there too. So makes it an extra long week. It is a long week. But like for you, you just like, you know, get in your car and drive over. Actually, my new favorite thing to get to Orlando is to take an Uber. Huh? Yes. You take an Uber from Tampa to Orlando? I do, because uh, I drive a big gas guzzling car and I-4 is the worst stretch of highway in the world because no one knows how to drive. Um, on the highway in, on the freeway in Florida um, coming from Houston I'm just used to some Texas laws of the road that not everyone else is used to and I find myself very stressed out and so if I take an Uber I can either take an hour to myself to like relax and be ready for everybody or um, get some work done and by the time I add in gas and mileage and how much it costs to like park at any of these resorts that we stay at Honestly, it's a wash. So like what hundred bucks, 150 yeah. bucks. Yep. But like, don't you usually have to bring stuff with you? Uh, I've been reducing that. Oh. Oh. Yes. Okay. 
I'm not hauling as much stuff with me typically. I was gonna say, I was like the Uber triple XL, so I can put the, these 18 boxes in the back. Yeah, no, I'm typically getting things just sent directly there. Okay. Trying to take myself out of the storage, although there literally is a box, like a, a thing of boxes right here behind me, but most of them are empty because there's things I need to return. And there is, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I assume the Uber guy that gets that drive is like, oh, this is great. Well, and so I pre-schedule it. So for something that long, you need to have someone that's like really willing to, you know, make the drive. And, um, oh my God, I have to go. Bye, Cynthia. Okay, bye. I'll talk to you bye. soon. All good. <laughs> all fun. All right, guys. For bye. everybody else, the session was recorded, although it's just me and Cynthia just uh, talking shop. Uh, you'll find it at mspinitiative.com under sessions. Stay tuned for all of our good stuff. If you didn't, take a look at MSP Community Minds, mspcommunityminds.com. Definitely join us in Denver if you can make it out. We're super excited for it. We got the three block parties coming up. You can register for them ahead of time. It's absolutely 100% free. You can just go ahead and get yourself on the list ahead of time so you don't have to remember to do it you know, when you're on site. And of course, everybody who does forget has to stand at the door, hopefully not in the rain uh, doing that. So feel free to pre-register for those. And uh, we will catch you Tuesdays, Thursdays, 1 o'clock Eastern time or 24 hours a day at mspinitiative.com. Thank you very much, everyone. See ya.